podcast with me um i am grant i'm the host and i have with me today a uh, friend of mine from twitter who is a community super fan i think is a fair descriptor right absolutely yeah so it's ashley zanoli how are you doing i'm fantastic how are you i'm doing all right do you like this uh interview format I do. I actually am. It's it's nice to be honest. Yeah, I was I was a broadcast journalism major for one semester, so I think that's really showing on this. Well, I used to actually work for a news station, so I kind of know how it goes, and I can flow with it. It's cool. Is that what you did instead of going to college? Well, I did college for a year and a half before my financial aid just kind of went out the window. Um. But I had a couple of ins at a local news station here in the Texas Panhandle, and um, they offered me a position to do uh, the photography side, which is the, the video recording the interviews and um, editing the, the videos and all that good stuff. Um, but because I was around the reporters so much, I was able to get that kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, experience, I guess. Um, and then there were times where we didn't have enough reporters, and so I had to do the job. And so it was a nice, it was a nice um, addition to my resume. Nice. I'm trying to pin who your voice reminds me of. I'm gonna go with Ellen DeGeneres here. What? Really? Uh, the, yeah. I've never heard that. Or who was the character that played Joy in uh, Inside Out? Oh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that too. It's, I it's, love her. I love both of them. They're both amazing, amazing women. They're hilarious. Yeah, it's just something in your voice. Fans, write in. Tell me what you think. I'm pretty sure nobody actually listened to the first episode, so this may just be <laughs> me having a chance to chat with you about community. Um, I mean, that's cool, too. I'm down for that. But Yeah, so that's, you know, other than the fact that I've talked to you on Twitter a bunch in the last, I don't know, three, four, five months, probably, ever since I a little bit before my California trip, I guess. Yep. Um, I'm I'm a big community fan. I actually, my story with community is I was really into it the first, I would say, first two seasons. And then I was in college, and I wasn't really watching a whole lot of, like, TV when it was on. I watched a bunch of, like, Adult Swim stuff because I was back in the dorm room by around, like, 11.30 or midnight. But I wasn't really around to watch, uh, like, network TV. And then it got canceled, and then it got picked up again, and then it got canceled again, and then Harmon got fired. And I kind of lost track of the show for a good, I don't know, two years, three years. So I finally picked it back up again in maybe December. So it was before season six had been really even announced or fully committed to I guess it, I guess it would have been announced by then yeah because it got announced and then the release date was announced in I think January right yeah yeah so I what I did is I went through and watched all five seasons and was like this show is so good the gas leak season obviously there's some issues there but well yeah I was I was so back into the show and I was like, I can't, I can't wait 
for the new season to come out. I was a little nervous about the new format and stuff. I think they did a great job with it. But that's that's sort of my experience where I was I took a uh, my rumspringer as it were from community. For those of you who don't know what that means, it's when Amish people go off and do normal people things for a while. Um, so I took my sabbatical from community and then have come back recently. And now that I'm older, I can appreciate better how good the writing is. Uh, it's something I pay a lot more attention to. So that's my community story. What was your community story? Um, I'm actually a newbie. Um, funny, funny story. Um, I went down um, about an hour and a half away from where I live um, to visit an old friend of mine. And um, I was having a really, really rough summer it was about june so it just started um for me and i work at a, at a camp and so naturally summertime in the camping world is extremely busy extremely hectic um and so i was really really stressed out so i found a free day just to go down there and visit a friend and uh, he sat me down after we had lunch and he's like have you ever seen the tv show community and i was like um i've seen like a episode maybe two episodes when it first came out back in 2009 uh, my freshman year of college, ironically enough. Um, but he, he sat me down and he had me watch uh, Remedial Chaos Theory and I was in hysterics, like basically to the point of tears because I was laughing so hard. Um, as a result, I ended up watching um, at least another five, six episodes of season three um, before I headed home. So after that, I ended up buying... Um, it was, it was really weird because I was like, what the crap happens with Jeff and Annie? And so I decided to spoil the entire series for myself and buy season five on DVD and watched all of season five in a day, which is not that hard. It's only 13, 13 episodes. Um, watched all of it and bought season four and three in that order. Um, later on about September, October, um, of last year. And then March, um, I finally had all five seasons on DVD. I bought season one um, when I was in Denver, Colorado. Haha, <laughs> excellent timing, I know. Um, and then it was right before that. Um, obviously, March was when season six started, but um, I was finally able to binge watch all five seasons in a weekend, um, and it was amazing. So that's kind of my little my little spiel on how I got hooked on Community. Okay. So, yeah, you started kind of in the middle and then went straight to the end and then yeah. and then jumped back to the beginning. And I did that a little bit, too. When I when I started rewatching, I started kind of where I figured I'd left off. So I started like in the middle of season three and I watched I watched every episode three through five in the span of maybe four or five days. I was like really and I was watching on my lunch break at work I was really just stuck yeah. on getting through all the episodes that's what I was doing I ended up borrowing my friend's Hulu account um while I didn't have some of them on DVD I think it was uh starting with season three that I didn't have on DVD um and watching on her Hulu account trying to catch up before and I, I ended up watching every episode before I bought all all of the seasons on DVD just to be safe. So I had seen every episode leading up to season six, um, but I didn't have all of them on DVD until March of this year. Okay. 
Now, I'm going to just preface here by saying I, I liked Season 6. I was also a little bit let down by Season 6. I agree with you. I thought the writing... I liked the format, and I liked that they could be a little bit more creative, but I also felt like the writing maybe wasn't as strong. I feel like the show's really suffered. And, okay, so I'll just jump right in. Uh, for me, my favorite episode... I think of the whole show and the one that's the hardest for me to watch is uh, when Troy leaves. Ugh. I I don't cry at like movies or at TV shows or anything like that. Not because I'm a hard-hearted cynical person. I kind of am, but also it's generally because there's nothing written like convincingly enough to really hit me in that way. SLC Punk, which is a movie I'll talk about hopefully with somebody on another episode. Have you seen SLC Punk? Uh, no. That's not a surprise. Matthew Lillard is in it. Jason Segel's in it. it oh, out... Jason Segel is amazing! Yeah, it came out in like 98. It's oh a really, really good movie. Um, it's very vulgar. So, you know. It's Jason Segel. Well, it's most... He's barely in it. He has... Really? This is like one of... This is 98, so this is like... Freaks and Geeks maybe was on the way. But this was like one of his first roles, I think. So... I'm getting a little echo. Um, Yeah, I'm getting a lot of echo. So, anyway, this was like his first role, I think. But I love Matthew Lillard. Um, And uh, it's a really, really good movie. It's all about two punks growing up in Salt Lake City in the 80s. And there's a really, really hardcore scene at the end of the movie that really got me. And then when Troy is going around giving everybody hugs at the end of the episode, like, I couldn't handle it. Um, and, I, you know, I think a lot of it is one of the reasons I identify so much with the show is because I see so much of myself in the characters. And I know Dan Harmon is really good at that, and that's... I, you know, I got into Harmontown, and I've listened to every episode of Harmontown. And I think part of the thing he does is he doesn't really want to make any of the characters too perfect. And he doesn't even want them to change, really. It's all sort of about figuring out how to be, like, okay with people where they're at. Yeah. And not expecting anything else. Which is not a, necessarily a great life lesson in the grand scheme of things. But it also makes it easier to identify with characters, I think. No, I definitely agree with you on that because um, I know, like, we talked about this on Twitter, but your your listeners don't know this. Um, Annie is my spirit animal, like, hardcore. Um, I'm not as type A, you know, super OCD about a lot of stuff, but um, when it comes to, like, planning and making sure that everything goes well and, you know, trying not to break the rules, um, I I identify her with her more on that level than anything and I think that's something that uh Dan really honed in on with all of the characters is that every person that watches community um no matter how um I guess in love with the show they are whether they've just seen it or um if they've been watching it since 2009 um they can really identify with one or even all of the characters in some form or fashion which I think makes the show a lot more believable despite you know the insane antics that go on at Greendale. Yeah, and another, obviously the listeners 
whoever you may be. They don't know this, but uh, another connection you have with Annie is you also lived above a Dilbopolis. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that is purely a joke for me. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I would say I see a great deal of myself in Jeff and Abed. And I don't know... I, I mean, I think that they drew more and more not parallels but sort of connections between the two of them as the show has gone on um there's you know that big hug in in season six right that's what that is what drew me to tears i watched it at 2 a.m uh central time which was when it was released i i don't know what happened my my body just like woke itself up at 158 a.m and i was like oh my god community season slash series finale or whatever's about to start and when that part came on with that song i was bawling oh yeah and that's that's brutal but um it also i see a lot of myself in jeff in my sort of tendency to deflect I, i deflect a lot with humor and i over i overdo stuff a little bit in terms of how i promote myself Nothing, you know, I, I tend to not be serious in the grand claims I make, uh, more for humorous effect. But there was a scene from uh, the My Dinner with Abed mm-hmm. where he was talking to Abed about how, have you ever called a phone sex operator and told <laughs> her you were a 400-pound man just to hear somebody say they liked you anyway because you're so afraid? of what people would think if you weren't who you are. Mm. Right? And I have not done that myself. <laughs> but that are is the sort sure? of... Yeah, pretty darn. <laughs> I mean, I've... T- you know, I don't use the phone anymore, so it would be texting. Um, <laughs> but no, that's that's part of my personality, is I have... You know, I got picked on a lot when I was younger. And I've spent so much of my life being very I have you know social anxiety issues and I very much want to make sure that I'm doing the right things all the time or that I'm so sort of maybe unapproachable oh did you like go outside or something wait are you there yeah it was just I don't like know what just happened. Crazy wind. Okay. Now we, oh. Yeah. So that was something. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's sort of a uh, you know, thing for me is I want very much to make sure that I'm either being... Mostly I want to not be noticed, I think. is. And here comes the yeah. wind again. I don't know what that... Wait, can you, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but there's just this huge wind, as if you were putting your tablet in front of a fan, or in the rain. Um, my air conditioner is going, but it's not anywhere near my tablet. Hmm. Don't know what that is. Guys, if you have any answers to that problem, feel free to write me. Um, no, so that's a big part of me, and another part that I identify so much with Abed is the... I do so, it it really, 
it's almost the most Abed thing I could say is referencing my like condition with a fictional character who has the same condition which is I I speak so much in reference and I wish my life was sort of this interesting well-written story that has a plot and characters and rising arc and a climax and a denouement and all that stuff right I wish that life was like that and that I could know that at some point my life was going to have this big dramatic moment and I would get to whatever be the hero or do the thing that nobody else could do or just know that that was the dramatic moment and that after that everything would get better or everything would sort of you know snowball to the finish right the the montage the training montage before the big fight that sort of thing and i i have to remind myself that that's something that's in movies and it's not really in real life right which probably means I have some sort of undiagnosed issue, but <laughs> I, I'm still able to remind myself that the real world is not actually written like, you know, like I want to make big dramatic moves, like quit my job and like move to the big city. Don't and, we all? Right. And in a TV show, it would be the basis for wacky hijinks and I'd meet interesting characters and I'd get a job doing something with weird people. And then I'd get my big break, and it would all be great. I think your big break needs to be you doing commercials saying "Ham Girl" all the time. I think that would be. I think that would be it for you. That would be quite a break. You you might want to get uh, Ken Jeong on the phone and see if he can provide you any tips or anything. Um, you know, just go along with that and you know tweet at him, see what happens. Yeah, if I had that connection, I would be probably already in the big city. If I had if I had Ken Jong's phone number, either I have a heart condition or I you know work for UCB. <laughs> but you know the reality is, if I quit my job and move to the big city, I have no money. My GPA was terrible. I would be likely homeless, and then I'd move back because I couldn't. I don't want to live on the street. <laughs> I need showers. Too much for that. Yeah, showers are kind of necessary. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't like, blame you. I like the idea of that big dramatic TV style or movie style moment, right? Where oh, yeah. everything changes. But the reality is, when you do that sort of thing, typically it does not work out as well as it does for characters who are not in fact real. But that's what I, that's what pulled me to the show so much is seeing so much of my personality reflected in those two characters and also Troy Donald Glover who I knew I before him. Community. I knew Donald Glover before Community. I just want to put my hipster cred out there. Oh, I knew him from Derek Derek comedy sketches on YouTube. I've actually seen one. I don't remember when it was, and I don't remember what it was about. I want to say it was like a drunken baby, or I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I Never saw mind. one. The one that I saw was Girls Are Not To Be Trusted. It's, I need to look that up. It's really funny. But that's where I first saw Donald Glover. And then I knew about Childish Gambino back in, way back. 
I'm a good hipster. I knew all this stuff. Obviously. But I am ashamed to be in your presence. Yeah, you should be. But um so that that fascination with community and and my appreciation for the writing led me into Harmontown, which I had heard about through another podcast. Um but I'd never listened to it because I was like, ah, I listened to a bunch of podcasts already. I'm not going to have time. But I started listening to Harmontown and got really into it. Got really into partly Harmon and his drunken lectures. <laughs> Mostly I was into the D&D because Spencer is a genius and does so well with the nonsense they throw at him every week. Which led me to planning my trip to California, which was ostensibly to find a job or, you know, meet with a couple of people who know the people I work with. That whole trip was planned around being there in a time where I could go to Harmontown. And it worked in your favor, didn't it? Well, I did get to go to Harmontown. <laughs> uh, I got to see the first incarnation of Adomian's uh, Bernie Sanders impression. Which was pretty funny. There was no D and D that episode, which bummed me out. No Spencer, because I had this thought in my head: maybe if I go to Harmontown, I can go play D and D with uh, with Harmon and the guys. And I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. I haven't uh, either. But it feels like if you had the right person in charge, it would be really fun. That's what I've heard. All of my friends keep trying to get me to create a character, and all I want to do is be Hector the Well Endowed. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. How many friends do you have that play D&D? A nice handful. At least at least seven to ten. See, I have zero friends who play Dungeons & Dragons. Really? Yeah. It. I don't know if it's an Arkansas thing or what, but I mean, yeah. No, so. but they're so different. Arkansas is 49th out of 50 in uh, education. What's Who's 50? Mississippi. Why does that not surprise me? Never mind. Forget I asked that. Yeah, and Arkansas has a population of about 3 million, which is what? The size of Austin? Ish, yeah. Yeah, so the entire state of Arkansas is in smaller what? than Dallas. Well, no, well, Dallas is only like two and a half million. It's okay. It's close. It's smaller than Houston. Houston's about four. <laughs> yes, definitely smaller than Houston. Could be smaller than Dallas. Depends on how well they counted in the census. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, it's a terrible state. No one should ever live here. It <laughs> is the worst. I mean, Mississippi might be worse. North Dakota could be pretty bad. But Arkansas is the armpit of the country. And I heartily recommend, if you live here, get out when you can, which is my plan. Oh, I... Well, um, if you leave Arkansas, feel free to come to Texas. We have everything here. Um, everything's bigger. Second largest state in the United States. Second largest in the continental United States. We are awesome. Yeah, second to Alaska in terms of land. Yep. Yeah. But no. in the continental U.S., yeah. we are number yeah. one. Yeah, you guys got it. No, I uh, I like Texas. I wouldn't mind moving to Houston or Dallas. One of my main reasons for wanting to move to L.A. is surfing. Like, mm. 
I, I learned how to surf last summer when I was in Australia. And you know how many places there are to surf in Arkansas? Zero. That is correct. So it's a great skill. Very cool. I assume girls would be into it. Don't get to use it. So <laughs> not not really impressing anybody with that skill. Well, I mean, I was born in San Diego, California, and I never learned how to surf. So, um, oops, I guess. But I can snowboard. I'm good at snowboarding-ish. I can also snowboard. Do you know how many places there are to snowboard in Arkansas? None. Right. Exactly as many places as surfing. Now, I can skateboard moderately well, but also not a big thing in Arkansas. Pretty much anything cool is not happening in Arkansas. Arkansas. And, you know, let me backtrack a little bit. Arkansas is a fine state for rednecks. (laughs) And that sounds dismissive, but for people who like to hunt and fish and, like, be out in the woods and stuff, Arkansas really is great. Like, it's all woods. There's no civilization. Uh, the biggest city is Little Rock that has a population of like 178,000 people. Amarillo is bigger than that. Right. So That is scary. So there's basically nothing in Arkansas, which is great if you don't want to go to museums or like snowboard or go to the Met or whatever. Right? There's, there's a lot of places for you to go mudding and hunting and sitting on the creek and whatnot but that's not really my style and being the sort of person who doesn't drink like that's like what everybody I work with does fish and drink I don't do really either of those things so my uh, recreational activities are pretty limited to going to the gym which is great but I mean you can only do that once a day or watching community well, yeah, I can do that too. I actually, I'm feeling the need to rewatch again. Um, do it. Highly prob- recommend. Probably season three. I think season three was the peak for me. I like season five, but it's too sad with Troy leaving. It really was a really dark season, and, and I Shirley think, left um, too. Yeah, I think like coming off of season four, I know Dan had to do a lot of damage control, considering everything that the writers in season four had to you know, deal with, I guess. Um, and so, you know, when season five started, all the lighting is dark, you know, Pierce dies, you know, there's the ACB, because I'm a nice, good little girl. Sometimes I don't like cussing. Um, right. But, you know, there, it's, I mean, it was still a really, really solid season, and I love season five, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think you're right, season three kind of was the peak of it. Yeah, I mean, and, Season 4, although is widely dismissed as horrible, season 4 still had its moments. It just it, the, did. it didn't feel like the characters were being written with the same background. Right? It's like mm-hmm. some of the they were hitting some of the right notes, but they weren't hitting them for the right reasons, I would say. It's the difference between somebody who memorizes a piece of music and somebody who writes a piece of music. Right. That yeah. that to me is kind of the the heart of the characters wasn't really there, and so they were making the right jokes and Abed was making references and stuff, but it never really felt as convincing as when Dan was harmonizing every script, which they said he would do after the script was finalized. He would go through 
and make edits to it before mm-hmm. it was done for shooting. Okay, so speaking of season four, I have a question for you. Okay. What were what were your thoughts watching Intro to Felt Surrogacy, which is um, uh, widely proclaimed, not really proclaimed, as the worst episode of Community due to the fact of the puppet therapy? What were your thoughts? I'm curious. I thought it was kind of in line with stuff they'd tried to do in the past. Um, the Christmas episode and the Claymation episode. So it didn't feel like they were, I mean, it was different material, but it didn't feel like they were stepping out into a different area that the show hadn't done. Mm-hmm. But the writing was just, I, I sort of, that episode is a black hole. I remember it was the, they just all sat around the campfire and said nasty things, right? Basically. And Jeff gave a whole bunch of like brief winger speeches. No, no, well, no. no. He, in that one, he he basically said that he liked this girl, but she had a kid and he chickened out more or less is what happened with him. Oh yeah, they like ate berries or something. Yeah, they got super high. Yeah, which, you know, I don't know. The concept itself, again, is not really outside what has been done before. They've done, you know, taking the characters out of the show and replacing them with stand-ins. So that's been done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just... I, I didn't love it, really. And I didn't hate it enough to even have a strong opinion about it. I think that's right. kind of where I stand. It's like, yeah, it wasn't great, but I don't know. It's still better than, like, South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I loved season three. I think the arcs really built in that season. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch it. Season six, I, you know, I liked Paget Brewster. I think she's a solid. It it just felt out of place. Yeah. She felt like her and um. Elroy. Yep. What's his real name? David Keith. Keith nope. Right? Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. You know how I remember that because Dan Harmon named two of his his two scorpions in Dungeons and Dragons, Keith and David. Um. So yeah, Keith David. I like them both. I think they're fine actors, and they brought stuff to the show. It's just that having such an attachment to the original characters it kind of felt like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it would stick. Mm. You know, and it was more than that. Like, I know it wasn't just, just thinking, okay, we need six people, so bring in these two people. But it still felt like her whole character felt out of place. I don't know. I mean, they had to do something because... I think a lot of it kind of had to do... Uh, I think Abed kind of narrated a little bit in the season one... Or not season one, sorry. Season six... Uh, premiere episode um, when he talks about how he's basically you know she's she's no different than Annie in that regard you know she's very meticulous in her in what she does she's very adamant about the rules that she follows she's there for a purpose and she's going to stick to her guns um, you know the only difference really is that you know she doesn't own a TV which I think honestly was a really hilarious thing to add in considering Abed's passion for you know, TV and movies and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think I 
really think they could have done more with Padgett's character. Um, I love Frankie. I think um, in episode, I think it was episode three, um, when Ruffles got the degree, I think that was episode three. I think her character really nailed it that episode with the whole hope points and um, that whole little spiel with Annie in the dean's office looking for the um, file on Ruffles. I think, you know, she was very um, attentive to what's going on at Greendale and she's taking notes mentally, kind of like Annie does. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I really did. do think she nailed it as a character. I think I think they just could have done more with her. Yeah, I did love the steel drums. Yes. <laughs> that was a pretty nice little in inside reference um, that just came back at the end. But I don't know. So one of the things I wanted to mention is you are now like really linked in to the community uh, community. Basically. For lack of a better word. I, I like to think so. Yeah, you're running like summer rewatches and stuff. Um, I co-host. Um, there's a nice uh, young woman in Canada. Um, unfortunately, I don't know her real name. Um, her Twitter handle is at ja underscore community. Uh, she's amazing. She runs the whole thing, and um, I volunteer to um, do some live tweets every Saturday for episodes of Community. And I believe this coming Saturday, I'm doing uh, season six, episode four. Um, which is, uh, the episode that, uh, Ken auditioned, not Ken, whatever, Chang auditions for, um, the Karate Kid and lands the, the part of Mr. Miyagi, which I think personally is my favorite episode of season six outside of the finale. So I'm really excited about it. It's super fun. So if you guys are on, we, um, there's three, four of us that do, um, live tweets every single day. Um, so you'll have to follow us on Twitter to, um, be a part of that. Yeah, I was going to mention that at the end, um, and I'll put it in the notes of how to follow you on Twitter and whatnot. So I'm awesome. guessing J.A. is a Jeff and Annie shipper. Yes. For, I don't like the term shipper, but it, it doesn't, I can't think of a better term right now. And I am definitely on board, even though, I mean, Harmon has said it himself, that he, one, doesn't really want to resolve it. You yeah, he'd rather leave it just sort of up and in the I air. think the, the way he ended it in season six was beautifully written. It really was. And I don't know if you watched the you watched the communitary or however you want to say it um, with his with his commentary regarding season six on Yahoo's screen. Um, he actually talks about how he was going to write the whole Jeff and Annie um, aspect of everything in season six and how it was going to close out. And he actually got his wife to kind of get a hand in it and how, you know, how she thinks it would end. And, you know, ending with that kiss, that simple, they're kissing goodbye for now. Um, and it's just a matter, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. There's, you know, kind of like what Annie said, there's, you know, too many probabilities to deal with. And yeah, I think, I think the way that they, they closed out season six with on, on the subject of Jeff and Annie was beautifully done. I don't think there was any other way they could have made that better. Yeah, I think it was good and frustrating. And why is that? Well, because the you know, I like resolution, right? Right. And there's no guarantee that there's going to be anything else. I mean, six There better be a movie. <laughs> well, yeah, so six seasons in a movie 
is pure it only exists because he wrote it for abed to say about the cape just as a as a throwaway joke for a and it show became the battle cry of we'll say millions yes we'll millions. they they wish it was millions <laughs> um yeah it, it it for some reason stuck around as sort of the motto of community even though it's just a throwaway joke for abed to say about the cape which that when he was obsessed with the cape that was a couple of my favorite episodes seriously though um but i i hope there's a movie but you know the world who knows i don't you know they i think if there's a movie i think that's the end right i think it is for real there's not going to be another season or another movie and i personally i'm I'm one of those people that's actually against a season seven. Um, feels like they're out of ideas. It feels like they're out of ideas. Yeah, I really think so. And I think the way they ended season six was perfect because I mean, season six, as good as it was, it still felt, it still felt a little off to me. Um, I loved it. It was, it was hilarious, but there were just some blah moments that just didn't ring it didn't it just didn't feel like old community to me and i know that you know you can't bring back something that's been you know let go of uh, but i think the way they closed out season six was perfect and i think if they write a seven or not the seventh season i i would watch it but i don't think i would have high hopes for it which is why i would think you just you know end it on the movie and call it good like you know that that was the motto for years and i think that's that's the way it needs to be done yeah, and you think about the stuff they could do with the movie. See, I talked about this last podcast, which was not last week, but, you know, last time with with Kira about movies that should be TV shows. Stuff like um, like The Avengers, the second one was the one I talked about, which is a good movie, but they try to cram so much stuff into, like, two hours and 20 minutes that what they should really do is figure out a way to do it as a six-part miniseries. And run each episode at 45 minutes or whatever and that way you can get true character development you can talk about which characters you're right i had never heard of the vision have you seen age of ultron um no okay so you're not that sort of nerd okay well i love i love superhero movies i think right now they're just all over the place and I can't keep track of what movie's coming out when and now there's like 800 coming out within the next three years and I'm just like I can't keep up with it I can't keep up so Uh, I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD okay well I think Ultron's out on DVD well then I'll go rent it from Redbox or something there you go (laughs) but the the point of that is they they introduced a character I don't know 70% of the way through the movie that Uh plays a pivotal role in the end of the movie I'd never even heard of the character and i'm not a huge comic book nerd but i know my superheroes decently well i'd never even heard of this guy so it it feels like if they took that and made it into a mini series like true detective or the pacific or some of those um mini series that they could really stretch out some of those little characters and tell us why we care about them do some real character development and some arc and get us invested in the story. I think we, if we had more character development with Elroy and Frankie, I think season six would have been a lot more successful. Um, it did I feel think, like they made a lot of cameos. 
Yeah. But so for from the opposite perspective of that, I think that rather than making a seventh season of Community, all they need, and they talked about it. I've heard Dan talk about um, some of the ideas they had that they weren't able to do. Like, I think there was one where they wanted to do time travel, but they could they didn't have the budget for it. So you take one of the ideas that they weren't able to use in the TV show budget-wise, and you say, we can stretch this out to be, you know, 110 minutes, and you can bring back all the characters because, you know, you can adjust shooting schedules that way. So you can bring back Dom Glover, and you can bring back Yvette Nicole Brown. I don't know if you'd want to bring back Chevy Chase. I really didn't enjoy him. I'm glad I'm not the only one. He feels like, you know, we don't have to really get into it, but I just did not love him. He was like, he was the star that the show needed to get credibility at the beginning. Yeah. And then it just was not I I remember, you know, back in season one, he had he had those moments where he was almost like a father figure to Jeff, and he would have those little little blurbs in there that made Jeff kind of, you know, realize, oh, I really need to be doing this for good rather than my own selfish gain. And I think that was what made me enjoy the character of Pierce. And then he, you know, kind of went down the, the path of evil, I guess you could say, in season two. And, you know, the group wanted to vote him out with, the obviously, the exception of Annie um, in Fistful of Paintballs. Um but, you know, it's one of those things where his character just kind of, he never really sat comfortably with me, I guess. And a lot of people give Shirley's character a bunch of crap because she, I mean, she was just religious character. She was very motherly, but I loved her character. She was so sassy. She was so blunt. You know, she, I think personally, you know, I, out of all the characters that were gone, obviously with the exception of Troy, so between Pierce and Shirley, I miss Shirley more in season six. So when she had those cameos at the beginning and the end, I was super excited. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like they tried so hard to make Pierce unlikable, but they yeah. didn't They didn't throw in the redemption, right? Because there are, there are characters like, you know, in Breakfast Club, whatever that guy's name is, the douchebag. I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He was a bad person. But there's just enough of the, you know, redemption of the character that you're like, okay, yeah, he was this cool, like, standoffish dick, whatever. But he also did have that, you know, that little bit of joining in and being a part of everything and sort of finding the soul of the character. Um, yeah. And Pierce had a little bit of that. There were a couple moments, you know, when he gave Annie the money. It, it was nice. And yeah. know, that was, that in and of itself was unnecessary and, and genuine. And then it became that, you know, the whole level. Let me have thing. my lines in this play. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, that episode was something. Um, Jeff dresses a cat. Yeah. But. Britta, okay. Britta's. Uh, Gillian Perry. Uh, Gillian Perry. Gillian Jacobs in the episode, I think, was absolutely stellar. She knocked it out of the park. I think one of my favorite 
deliveries of hers is in that episode when she says thank you like it's so oh I love her she's so great and I think Britta's character development in season six was just so like it's so much potential to go so so far especially in that second episode with her parents and they just kind of left it yeah and it was really disappointing I love I love the character of Britta I love Gillian and I, I just wish they could have done more with, with Britta in season six. Yeah, she went to Juilliard. Like, I know, it's amazing! She's a legitimate actor. And Joel McHale is as funny as Jeff Winger. I've heard him like do other stuff outside of community. He's a funny guy. He's in a commercial now for... Something. T-Mobile! Yeah, it was pretty it's funny. It's hilarious. Pretty funny. I, like one of my one of my goals is to go to LA and watch the soup live. I think that would be absolutely hysterical to see. Yeah, see, I've never actually seen the soup. I need to watch it. But he's been it's on Community. Awesome. He's been on Community, or not Community. Yeah, he was on. Did you know Joel McHale on Community? He was on Harmontown, um, and they made him play Dungeons and Dragons, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, he was on with Duncan Trestle, and he was just trying to teach Duncan how to be mean to people. Because he's so oh, good at that. Um, but yeah, so so that's a show that I think that they could really take the movie and really make it everything people want. And it'll never be everything everybody wants. I mean, you're not going to satisfy everybody. But I think a movie would be easier to incorporate, you know, Donald Glover into and Yvette Nicole Brown into. Yeah. And sort of bring everybody some real resolution. So I, I think, hope they I, do it. I think the majority of the fans kind of want to see the group um, go rescue Troy from pirates or something. That's what everyone wants to see happen. And I think as funny as that would be, you know, Community was started at Greendale, and I think it needs to end at Greendale. Yeah, you know, there was something Jeff said to Troy when Troy was getting ready to leave with LeVar Burton. A great, yeah. Great cameo. Talking about how, you know, He's never actually been outside of Colorado. Now, you know, was that true? Was it a lie? You know, we don't really know. You know, maybe he was just saying it to help Troy feel better. But it, there is something about keep it, you know, keep it where it started. Keep it a little bit grounded, as for, you know, as grounded as the show where they went to space in the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Machine. That episode's hilarious, though. Oh, it's awesome. It. It's awesome. Every time they let Abed really inhabit a character, I'm happy. Um, but, yeah, I think that that would be the most satisfying is, you know, maybe Troy has the story about how he escaped from pirates and you do a flashback. But, yeah, I think that that would be the best way to do it is is bring it back to Greendale for something. Maybe another paintball. I'd be down to see something against City College. I think there was also a lot of um, loose ends that were never tied up with City College and that huge spider machine thing. Yeah, the plans. Yeah, I I think, you know, getting some stuff cleared up with City College and finally, you know seeing Greendale beat them out once and for all, I think that would be... I think that'd be great. There's so much potential with that. Yeah, get the deed to City College or something. Yeah, that would be an interesting... Like, I liked the Hunger Deans. Yes! 
that could have been a whole movie though like that's one of those episodes that's like you could do a lot with that concept i mean obviously there's what three movie four movies about the hunger games yeah but the hunger deans it felt like you could stretch that episode out a lot longer <laughs> and and really get some real juice to it yeah but yeah i think that something against city college would be a great um a great way to wrap things up but who knows you know it's all about it's all about timing and funding and having an idea worth writing you know it's not even some people want a new episode and there's just no there's nothing there so and I, I think I think when it comes to funding and budgeting and stuff like that, if you, if, I mean, if Dan Harmon were to go to GoFundMe and put up something, hey, we need your help, you know, funding a community movie, I think everybody would rally together and donate a ton of money to get that done. Yeah. Well, now, do you know about Firefly? Yeah, they made a movie though, didn't they? They did, called Serenity, but yeah. which was great. Firefly was awesome. If you haven't watched it, you. And anybody listening to this, if you have not watched Firefly, go watch it. It's only 14 episodes. It's incredible. Um, try to find the actual running order instead of just the order they're in, because it's wrong. But, well, because, like, episodes are out of order. But the show, it was amazing. And you had Alan Tudyk, who's hilarious, who played the captain of the ship. Or the pilot, rather, sorry. And then you had Nathan Fillion who's also hilarious, who played the captain of the ship. So, that was 2001. Recently, they had a Indiegogo campaign for a show called Con Man. So, this is a plug for Con Man, which I funded on GoFundMe, or Indiegogo, whatever. I supported it, full disclosure. It's going to be great. Um, it's Alan Tudyk playing a character who played the pilot of a spaceship with his best friend Nathan Fillion playing a character who played a character that was a a captain of a spaceship on a TV show that was cancelled too soon that was the whole thing about Firefly it only made it one season and got cancelled so they're playing characters who go around to like conventions you know Comic Con and stuff and it's about life as a celebrity of a sci-fi show on the con circuit. And it's it's very self-referential and very meta because uh, their characters were characters on a TV show that got that canceled. That's brilliant. It's really, really good. And it's going to be really funny. Um, and that's the sort of thing that fans... It, it's not exactly Firefly. You know, because fans always, we always wanted more Firefly. We actually got Serenity made. Um, Mm -hmm. But Firefly is not coming back. But this show gives you a taste of of the characters who are in Firefly. And and so it's sort of a, it's it's like a hug to Firefly. While being a whole different show, I would say. It's like... That's what I would say. It's like a side hug. It's not even a full front hug. It's just like a wink. You know, yet we know Firefly was awesome. It was the best show, the most fun we had working, you know. They said the crew, like the cast would just hang out 
in the main cabin of Firefly of the ship um, mm-hmm. when they weren't shooting rather than going back to the cabins because they all were such good friends and stuff like that. So that show is coming out at the end of the month, uh, September 30th, I think is when it starts going up on Vimeo. That's going to be awesome. But That's, yeah, I, I don't, check that out. You need to watch Firefly first and then what will <laughs> happen is you'll get invested in it and it's amazing and then you'll just be sad because it's over because then it's just over yeah it's so I mean it's so good um but so that's Firefly I don't know why I talked about Firefly but it's really good you should watch it and you should watch Con Man and anybody listening to this if you're still listening you should watch Community and start from season one watch I would say even watch season four just understand when you watch it that season four is written and directed and produced by new people by not Dan Harmon correct and then season five good I like season five still a little bit odd Buzz Hickey was an interesting weird addition I liked it but I wasn't crazy about it at least he wasn't as mean as Pierce. Yeah, yeah. He did satisfy the grumpy old white guy demographic. <laughs> um, and then watch season watch season six and you know, start trying to get season seven. Well, start trying to get the movie made. Woo. Um Yeah, who knows who knows what'll happen. Hashtag and a movie. Yep. Internet nerds have made things happen before, so that's how like season six. And, yeah, and like Serenity. That's how Serenity got made. Um, well, I've kept you up past your bedtime. Or to, Almost, your, I got ten minutes to your bedtime. I had a whole thing we were going to talk about, your job aspirations. and But, you know, maybe I'll have you back and we can talk about that again. I say, yeah, have, I say have you back. I mean, I'm in my bedroom in Conway. You're in wherever you are in Texas. I'm in my bedroom in Canyon, so right. which is in another state. <laughs> yeah. So I will have you back virtually over Skype, which you know if this podcast picks up, maybe they'll sponsor me and I can run. Uh, I can run copy for Skype. Bring yeah, connecting you since 2006. I don't know. I'll have to come up with a better ad. Skype. It's that blue button that when you try to close it, it doesn't actually close. It just keeps running in the background. Yes. Ding. Seriously, though. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, i got to come up with some ads. Um, other than that, do you have anything you want to... Do you listen to podcasts, Ashley? I do my best when I can, but I work 45 to 50 hours a week. And so, by the time I get home, I'm basically dead to the world. So, when I do... I do try to listen to as many as I possibly can, um, but I do need some suggestions. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and plug a couple. Like, I'll, I'll plug a couple and see if you've listened to them. Uh, cool. the, the ones I'm listening to, I have about 10, and I've listened to every episode of a few of them, so some of these I'm not sticking with. So, uh, Kamal, Kamal Nanjiani, right? He has one called The X Files Files. I have been listening to that nonstop since I started listening to it like three days ago. Um, he just goes through episodes of the X Files and talks about them. 
Nice. Uh, Harmontown, obviously with Dan Harmon. Right. The Indoor Kids with Kamel and Emily Gordon. Um, that's about video games, pop culture, uh, mostly video games. How Did This Get Made, which is maybe my all-time favorite. It's Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and um, June Diane Raphael and guest whenever you know whoever that is and they talk about terrible movies uh most recently they did well they did furious seven which is a movie they liked but most recent bad movie they did was theodore rex uh they've done like super mario brothers wild wild west uh the godzilla movie from 1998 speed 2 uh birdemic the room just all the really bad movies you ever heard of and some that you haven't um men in blazers this is a soccer podcast they're two british guys who are really funny and they talk about soccer and it's if you like soccer and you're confused because of all the different leagues and different players and stuff it's a really good way to sort of get familiar with primarily the premier league uh and the u.s men's national team those are the two they talk about the most but getting acquainted with the players and the managers and getting sort of an idea of storylines, you know, more than just scores, like the narrative. Uh, different managers that hate each other or that are weird or different players that do crazy things. It's a good way to sort of get a feel for the, the Premier League. Um, I really like Comedy Bang Bang. That's with Scott Ackerman. And the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project, it was a limited run. It only There's only, I think, six episodes or eight episodes. Uh, really, really funny. There are a couple of particularly funny episodes. And uh, it's uh, Andy Daly, and he is really funny. He does a lot of characters. So it's all characters that he does. It's very, very funny. Um there's only eight episodes, so it's really easy to listen to all of them. And and that's pretty much what I listen to these days. Like I said, I've been listening to the X-Files files mostly right now. Um, Sweet. But anyway, do you have anything you want to plug? Social um, media or anything like Well, we are starting to slowly round out the summer rewatch. We are aware that it's um, technically the social end of summer as of uh, yesterday. Um, Labor Day marks the quote end of summer even though it ends the 23rd speaking you know logically um, but if you follow myself on Twitter um, at Ash Zanoli 91 um, Z-I-N-O-L-L-I it is Italian I'm awesome it's cool um, or at J-A underscore community um, we will be having times and stuff posted daily on when you can watch with us. Um, we do live tweet normally when our schedules fit best. Normally it's going to be in the evening times. Um, but mine, since I'm on a Saturday, it just kind of varies. Um, I think mine this weekend is going to be about two o'clock central time. Um, and so we're, we're in the final stretch. We're in the last four or five episodes of season five and they'll be kicking off season six. Um, oh, Never mind. We're kicking off season six, I believe, tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, tomorrow or Thursday. So 
it's crazy. So just join us for those, and it'll be it'll be super fun. You can uh, tweet along with us using the hashtag Summer Rewatch and hashtag Community Lives On. Yeah, and guys, the more you tweet uh, about that stuff, the more they get paid. So you know. <laughs> well, we do have um, been tweeted out by some of the actors. I personally have been tweeted out by Yvette Nicole Brown, and that was really really cool. She's super nice. Um, she's really cool. And then we've had um, one of our other uh, hosts, she's been tweeted at by Ken Jung. So it's been cool to, to get some interaction from some of the actors. And, um, yeah, just tweet along with us. You can tweet the actors and everything everything be peachy. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, yeah, so for me, I don't like to plug my social media because I don't want my parents following me. Um, but... <laughs> The way I look at it is, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know how to follow me on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you don't need to be following me on Twitter. Um, but follow her. I'm going to put a few songs in that I've been listening to lately um, at the bottom. I like to do that just because, again, I'm a hipster, so I like to educate people to music that they have not heard of. Um, music is good. A couple new music. albums just came out. A Defeater album and The Wonder Years. They both put out new music in the last couple of weeks. So it'll probably be stuff from now. Um, but that's it, I think. That's, you know, that's the, uh, the whole thing. We went an hour, so. What? No commercial free. We went an hour commercial free. So, guys, all six or seven of you that listen to this, uh, Ashley may be my first repeat guest whenever I get around to doing another episode. <laughs> and we'll talk about your dreams and aspirations. Oh, yay. Thank yeah. you for having me. I had fun. Yeah, I'm glad. I think this was I think this was fun. Um, so I'm going to try and be more consistent about doing podcasts, but I have a life and I have a job. So you know what? Yeah, Deal adulthood. With it. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, yeah. But that'll do it. So... Uh, Bye. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Bye.